Welcome back to History Rocks. Are you excited to start a new academic year? I know I am. I'm bright-eyed, I'm bushy-tailed. I started already like a week and a half ago. Where have you been? It is really exciting. If you've never heard us before, if you've never listened to History Rocks before, welcome. I salute you. This year is going to be a roller coaster ride. There are many, many, many episodes on here that you can go back to and have a listen to to help you in your exam skills during the course of this year. For those who are returning into year 13, welcome. You've made it this far. That really is, that genuinely really is a feat in itself. You've shown resilience, you've shown courage, you've shown grit. This is not even a full year. It's not even a full year. It's going to be a gone in a blink of an eye. So make sure everything you do now up until the exams, which are a little bit earlier this year, everything you do now up until those exams counts. Don't waste a moment of it. We are here. We are your resource to help you through your exams. What did you do over the summer? I went to Germany. It was really, really good. Do you know what? I've never really been to Germany until this year, but I went off and stayed in Hamburg. We stayed in Berlin for a while. It was absolutely scorching. Some days, 37, 38 degrees. It was like, whew, really hot. The best thing I did over there, and I would recommend if you're ever going to go to that part of the world, go to the DDR Museum in Berlin. It was just the best museum ever. I loved it. It was so interactive. There was stuff everywhere that you could have a look at, play around, touch, etc. Fantastic. The best thing I loved about this DDR museum is that they recreated a whole apartment inside the building filled with everything, all of the objects that you would find in a typical East German household, from the televisions to the types of flooring, the wallpaper, the clothing, the bunk beds, everything. It was just absolutely fantastic. So if you're ever over there, go and get yourself in there. It's great. Now, as you know, I always like to start our segments with a really rotten joke. And this one definitely is up there with them. Are you holding on to your chairs? Why do people dislike Ho Chi Minh so much? Because they find him annoying. Annoying! Oh, I know. It is rotten. I did tell you. I did tell you. If you think you can top that, or you've got any shout outs you want to give to anybody at college, or you've got um, any questions you want to send us, send it to the usual email address. Hello at historyrocks.co.uk, or you can follow us on Twitter, My History Rocks, um, and we will endeavor to get back to you. So these following segments, actually, I think, are going to focus on coursework. I mentioned the C word, coursework. Oh, I can feel that ripple of terror around the room as I've said that, coursework. Yes, and some of you might have started a little bit on the coursework before the summer. Some of you have definitely not done anything on your coursework over summer. So we need to really go through what's involved, what you need to be doing and talking about some of the skills uh, during the course of it um, and how to go about it. But I want to give some of the overview, the big headlines now 
um, at the beginning, and then we can go into some of the smaller details later. So first things worth noting is that the coursework is 20% of your A-level. So it's no small amount. You know, it's a significant amount. It could really make the difference between, you know, that A star and that A um, for your coursework. So it's definitely worth putting the effort in. What I need to be really clear from, uh, from the start with you about is the fact that you can't rely on your coursework to drag your grades up. I know coursework in the past was often seen as the, the soft touch, the easy option. Do you know what? History coursework has never been like that, like ever. And even less so if it ever was previously. History coursework is, is you're not going to see like really inflated grades compared to, you know, the A-level exams. That doesn't happen. All right. So you have to put the effort in in order to reap what you sow. OK, so if you're after that top grade, you've got to really graft for it. It's not just going to appear in your lap. And it's also true that your teacher cannot write this for you. All right. This is your work. This is your research piece. This is something you're going to have to go off and read about. And there is reading involved, surprisingly, for a history course. There's reading. Yes. Um, the coursework question itself. It should cover approximately 100 years. I think it's 80 to 120 within the spec. Um, so obviously it can be slightly either side of, of uh, 100 years, um, depending on the nature of the question and the richness of the content involved. Your teacher cannot write this, this for you. Um, so don't rely upon them to do it. So you've got a question. Your teacher might have given you a question to you, to be honest. I know that many centres do do that. They might have um, given you a selection of questions to choose from. Um, they might have given you much more free reign. You know, they might trust you to do that. Ooh, not sure I would, but they might have done that. Um, the other thing you need to know is there isn't a word count as such. But I would aim for 4,000 and not much, if anything, above that. If you're going over 4,000, it's likely that you've just written a very descriptive narrative piece that, you know, if I was to go in there, I could slash out a lot of stuff in there because uh, you're just telling me the story. You don't want that within coursework because that really is going to hinder where you get in terms of the mark scheme. So if you're going above 4,000, I'd really look at that, really ask yourself, am I just describing stuff that I know now or am I genuinely addressing the question? Within your coursework, you're going to have an appendix, you're going to have footnotes, and you're going to have a bibliography. And we'll talk about those in much more detail later on. They don't count to the overall word count, but don't use your, your footnote as a means of crowbarring all this extra stuff in, because um, that's not what it's there for. The footnoting is there just to simply cite where you've got your sources from. Uh, but those three things should be there as part of your overall coursework. Your coursework must include three primary sources, 
two of which have to be different to each other. So what I mean is, is that you can't have two speeches and one newspaper article because two of them are the same uh, and you, you can't have that. So two of them have to be different to each other. Uh, so think about, you know, primary sources. What could that include? Well, it could be chronicles, observations, could be diaries, could be reports, speeches, newspaper articles, letters, um, anything like that. Uh, can be included. Other appropriate sources might also include artifacts or archaeological or visual sources, newsreels, things like that could also be in there too. All right. But you've got to make sure that with your primary sources, two of them are different because you will get marked down on that as well if you don't. Um, in addition, the evaluation of the primary sources has got to talk about tone the provenance and the content of those primary sources. So, you know, when you were doing your paper two, and you'll be going back to that again soon, your paper two, when you were looking at primary sources and you were talking about the audience and the purpose and stuff like that, that's exactly what you're going to be doing with these primary sources. That hasn't changed. And in addition to that, you're going to be talking about historians' interpretations, which comes from paper one. So, the beauty of this coursework is that it's meant to build upon the skills that you have been developing in paper one and in paper two. OK. So with the historians, you need two interpretations. OK, two interpretations. You know, what? it's really not worth getting loads and loads and loads of interpretations. I know that some people had huge historiographies in their coursework and things. That's not necessary because when it comes down to the marking of it, we're only really looking at two historians' interpretations. You can make the odd reference to other historians, perhaps if you're critiquing their views or things like that, but you really are, in any level of depth, looking at two historians. Ideally, you want to put those two historians side by side so they'll be discussing the same issue at hand. Um, each will have a slightly different view on that particular issue. And you are looking at, you know, the judgments they've made, how convincing their arguments are, why they differ to each other. And the difference with this compared to, say, the interpretations in paper one is that you're also going to comment upon the backgrounds um, of those historians as well and how that's led them to make the judgments and decisions that they have. And now that's much trickier. You're going to have to really dig up what you know about a particular historian and the projects that they've been involved in. So as an example, I know a lot of centres really love to do the African-American civil rights stuff. If you are going to have a look at historian there, it might be that they've been you know, deeply involved in the Black Rights Matter, uh, sorry, Black Lives Matter movement, or they might have been uh, civil rights protesters themselves during, say, the 1960s, in which case, how has that influenced their research, the judgments that they've come to, etc., throughout the work? So whilst you're looking for appropriate historians to look at, you also need to look at their backgrounds also. In addition, then, once you've got all of this pulled together, um, it needs to be written in a in a piece of continuous prose. It's not going to be subsectioned or anything like that. It's not going to be any subheadings in it. 
Um, and it's going to involve, you know, a fair amount of legwork, a fair amount of research. It is possible to break it down um, during the writing because really you should be looking at different themes within your coursework like you would with in, you know, with essays or anything like that. Um, so what factors are you going to be focusing upon within your coursework? Break it down in your mind that way. Obviously, there's going to be an introduction. There's going to be some form of conclusion to it as well. OK, so already you can think, how can I divide those 4000 words amongst each of those parts. And as you can see, then when you do it that way, the word count actually is quite tight. Yeah, you don't have a lot um, to blab on about. You've got to get straight to the point. So those are some of the key areas, key headlines, really, of the coursework, the sort of things you need to be thinking about um, over the coming weeks. Now, you can always go back to this and rewind it if there's anything in it you weren't sure about. And as said, we'll go through some of the coursework um, and how to tackle it over the coming episodes as well. Hope that's been useful to you. I wish you the very best of luck for this new academic year. Very exciting times. And I salute you and sign off tonight. Night, night.